Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone. Well, first of all, my voice sounds crazy because I just woke up, I slept in today, and found out that my the episode that I uploaded yesterday afternoon was a corrupted file. I have no fucking idea how that happened. It was like skipping. It was clearly not doing that when I was like doing my little editing and finishing everything up. Something happened when I uploaded it from the recording program I used to my computer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very happy. I'm not feeling very happy about this. Um, so I decided, I mean, first of all, I considered just not putting out an episode. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, maybe I just don't put out an episode because I'm fucking mad. But then I decided, well, I guess, I don't know. I have the energy right now. I'll spend an hour recording. I'll go for a walk. It will be okay. Just obviously extremely frustrating when something like this happens. This is only the second time that I've really like lost a whole episode. The first time I didn't re-record. If you'll remember, that was like after Mackenzie McKee's mom died. <laughs> and I like cried throughout the episode and then was like, I can never talk about that again. But here we are. Oh, thank you so much to everybody who donated to Operation Santa. We raised over $5,000. I appreciate it so much. I love doing this every year. If you want to see the full accounting and like pictures of all the wrap presents, you can follow me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod. I posted the final results there. But yeah, thank you all so much to everybody who donated. This is the final episode of the season, although... It did end with a to-be-continued message, but, like, that's just a season finale. Like, I, I don't know. I'm confused because it is a reunion next week, so I'm not sure, like, what to-be-continued means in this context. But because it is the finale, I figured I would just recap this, then I can go into throwbacks. I'm not really sure what I'm planning on doing for family reunion. I believe that starts like the first week in January. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I feel like recapping it. It really just comes down to like if I feel compelled to talk about what I see on my television or not. And if I do, we'll talk about it. If not, we will continue on throwbacks. The good news is, is there's like just so much teen mom material that I haven't covered. I'm really excited to go into the OG stuff. I have so much fun talking about Matt and Farah. <laughs> I'm really excited for that. Also, like somebody did a pretty convincing teen mom pitch to me. I've never really felt compelled to watch it, but the way they described it, I was like, yeah, okay, maybe. And of course, there's Team Mom 3. So we have so much material to work on. And I guess I'll cover these reunions if anything happens. But as you know, famously, Team Mom reunions are really bad and not worth talking about almost ever. So this week's episode, there really isn't even that much to talk about, which is why I had asked for AMA questions and I did an AMA at the end. Now, do those questions still exist on my phone? No, of course not. Why would I have taken screenshots of them? Who would that have helped, you know? Not me. <laughs> but I do remember 
the things that I talked about. So I, this is definitely not going to be as long as yesterday's because there was obviously more spontaneity in my answers yesterday. But I will, you know, push out what I can push out so at least there's not no episode this week. <laughs> God, this is really not the way that I wanted to start my Sunday morning. <laughs> If you want to hear more from me, please go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. This week I did an episode on Nexium. I am so deep in Nexium stuff right now. I'm like obsessed with Nancy Salzman. The Val season two is so good. If you did not like the Val season one, don't worry. I didn't even watch the Val season one because I was like, what what else could there possibly be to know about Nexium? I listened to that fucking podcast. Well, the Val season two, there's a lot to know about Nexium. So if you have not watched The Val, but you're like, oh, I want to listen to that episode or I want to watch Val season two. What I suggest is you go back and listen to the CBC podcast. I think it's called Escaping Nexium from like 2018-ish. It's super, super easy to listen to. I binged it and like, or I re-listened to it like in a day and a half. There's also Seduced, which is a documentary on stars about, um, India Oxenberg, her mom is like an actress who went on like a press campaign to get India out of Nexium, and that is really good. It's four episodes. I really liked Seduced. Seduced came out after The Vow and did a significantly better job, in my opinion, of like what it was. Actually, I didn't watch The Vow, but compared to what everybody was saying, uh, Seduced was way better. Like everybody I know that watched both says Seduced was way better. So you can watch Seduced. And then in The Vow Season 2, I actually didn't love the first episode of The Vow Season 2, but from episode 2 on, it's definitely worth watching. So that's your homework if you want to get like back into Nexium and you want to listen to or you want to watch The Vow Season 2. But yes, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Two weeks ago, I did an episode on Aaron Carter, Nick Carter. We bought Princess and I watched House of Carters. I believe this upcoming week I will be talking with Care about Southern Charm and of course Sister Wives. I'm gonna do a like end of season Sister Wives wrap up. Um, the tell all start today actually. So after, I mean, I guess it depends like what airs on the tell alls and when I feel like will be the best time to do a wrap up and. Because I've gotten, I'm telling you, at least 15 requests to do this episode. I'm like constantly getting requests to do this episode. Uh, A Casey Anthony episode is coming. I'm just recording it in person um, next week when I am in Seattle. Where will I be? I'll be in Seattle, but I'll be visiting my friend Jesse in Portland for the night. And we're going to talk about Casey Anthony. I am like, I find that documentary to be wild it's really interesting I definitely don't believe Casey's innocent um (laughs) I definitely don't believe that but I am very interested in general in like the the father of it all in her pathological line so yeah that's it on Patreon let's talk about this week's episode which I don't even know if I still have notes for (laughs) I mean, I took notes, but like truly nothing happened. The bulk of the episode was about Cheyenne's wedding, which I just don't care about. I don't care for Zach. Here's the thing. I actually like Cheyenne. I like her family, as you all know. I just don't buy that this is like some amazing fairy tale ending. 
that I'm supposed to be rooting for. I don't care for Zach. I think he's a loser. I just, I'm like, okay, cool. You had a wedding. I I don't know. Also, I feel like this, I think, for all teen mom weddings. Because, like, almost none of them are in good or great relationships, you know, that you really want to celebrate. But the whole cast is there except for Ashley because Cheyenne disinvites Ashley. Now, this wedding happened after Ashley had been kicked off of family reunion for fighting Brie. We don't know what happened with that, right? Like, we have not seen it. Here's the thing. Do I think it's possible that Ashley gets unfairly excluded from the rest of the girls? Yes. Sure. Of course, right? Like, of course. But I think the reality is that even if both Ashley and Brie are in the wrong, Brie is the one that attempts to have friendships with other cast members, right? Like, Brie is friends with Jade. Brie seems to be really friendly with Macy. Brie is friendly with Cheyenne. I don't know. It just seems like Brie is the one that's more, they're all more willing to accept than Ashley. And it may be unfair, but if two people are physically fighting, they both cannot come to your wedding, right? Like, that's just the reality. They they can't come. <laughs> like, you can't have two people come to your wedding that got into a physical fight and you can uninvite both of them. Sure. But I don't know. They were there. They probably are the ones that feel like Ashley genuinely made the issue. They also watched Ashley like be super fake at the first family reunion. Remember when she was acting like she had never posted anything online and like all of the girls were being like, why won't Ashley just admit it? Like everybody, I think Ashley's just not that likable. Honestly, I don't think she's very good at having friends. Like we see her with friends occasionally on the show, but I think that Ashley is a very mean person. And I think that the minute Ashley turns on you, like watch out, like you do not want to be in that situation. I think it's part of the reason that she's been with Barr for so long is because he can take it basically and that they give it to one another. Um, I just, I think Ashley is super, super toxic. I think Brie is very toxic too, but I don't know. I think for whatever reason, the rest of the cast gets along with Brie and they don't get along with Ashley. So yeah, you're gonna uninvite the person that the rest of the cast doesn't get along with. And do I think Cheyenne sent her a message that was like kind of silly in my opinion. Um, this is what she said. Hi, I don't think it's appropriate for you to attend the wedding. This is a very special day and we don't want any drama. I hope you understand. I mean, to me, that lends itself further to Ashley and her mom being the ones who started this fight because, you know, I don't think it's appropriate for you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll watch Team Mom Family Reunion and come away feeling a totally different way. But I think Cheyenne was right to uninvite Ashley. I think Ashley would have been crazy to go there. Full stop. Like, I think it would have been crazy for Ashley to show up there. And while it is a filming event, like, it's Cheyenne's, it is Cheyenne's wedding. <laughs> Ashley started posting about her upcoming wedding this week. And I will say people online were being really annoying. They're like, um, oh, so you're just trying to take the spotlight away from Cheyenne. And it's like, what? Cheyenne's not the only person who's allowed to get married. Also, Cheyenne got married 
months ago and now her wedding has fully aired. I actually think Ashley is being pretty considerate waiting until after the wedding aired. But like at the same time, Ashley, what are you doing? What's going on in your life? You're pregnant. I've seen a lot of people say that she isn't pregnant. As far as Ashley says, she is still pregnant. Ashley, if you'll remember, Brie in a really disgusting and fucked up move outed Ashley for being pregnant after the fight. Ashley said, yes, I am pregnant. Ashley confirmed it full stop. Then a couple months ago, somebody asked, like, are you why aren't you talking about your pregnancy? And she replied something like, um, I'll talk about it one day. I'm just not ready to process it yet. And people are like, oh, my God, she had a miscarriage. And I was like, I honestly don't think so. Like, I I think that this is just how Ashley talks. Like, I don't know. I I think Ashley's very secretive and I think Ashley doesn't like to talk about things that she knows will make her look bad. And I think she knows this baby is going to make her not like I think people like know her relationship with Barr is really bad and judge her for her relationship with Barr. And I think that she knows that. And very similar to Kale not having discussing this baby. I think that's what's going on with Ashley. Um, She hasn't been posting full body pictures on her Instagram. The last time she posted a picture showing her belly was in October. She's not posting like she'll post like turn to the side with a jacket over her belly or a purse in front of her belly. Like she's I'm pretty sure she's pregnant unless she comes out and says she's not pregnant. Then I I am considering her still pregnant because she is the one that said she was pregnant. (laughs) And when she's talking about like her upcoming wedding, I'm like, who cares? You've been married to Barb for like a long time now. I don't care about your your wedding. I want to hear about this baby. (laughs) I'm kind of curious if Ashley is going to come back to next season. I don't know. Ashley does not seem to like being on the show Teen Mom. And I really I can't blame her. Um, First of all, she gets a lot of racism from the fans. A lot, a lot, a lot. She does not get along with the rest of the cast. And her life sucks. Like a, a lot of her life sucks. And I can't imagine like continuously filming my life sucking. Um, In this episode, she and Holly get into well, her, Holly and Barr are in the car and they get into a really bad car accident. They were hit by a drunk driver. Poor little Holly had like a big bruise on her face. It was so bad they couldn't get her out of the car because of an airbag. Oh, it was really awful. But when they went to pick up their stuff at like the impound lot, they found out that Barr had that warrant and he got arrested and he was in custody. And it's like, well, I still don't really understand how that happened. Um, I think they've blamed it on his lawyer, but like, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure if you are awaiting trial, right? You have pending charges. That means that you're out on bail. And it's usually quite clear that you're not allowed to move out of state. Like that's usually a very clear condition of bail. And honestly, like being on bail, the conditions are fairly straightforward. You're not allowed to travel out of the country. You're not allowed to move out of state. You're not allowed to get in more trouble, right? Like it's, it, it seems easy to me not to become a fugitive is what I'm saying. And I'm really actually curious if he did tell his lawyer, because 
according to them, this decision to move happened within two and a half weeks. And that's another thing. Like, that's probably not enough time to get the court to allow you to move because the court takes a long time to do everything. And I bet that they were just like, fuck it. It's fine. Barr doesn't get in trouble anymore. Barr's sober, I guess. Like, it's fine. But this is why, like, fucking around when you have a warrant or you're out on bail or whatever is so stupid because any interaction with the police, even if you're not the one that's wrong, they're probably going to run your name. I had a friend at the beach who was on like super, super serious uh, parole. Probation? I think it was probation, not parole. Uh, It doesn't really matter. But like, on this thing where every single day you have to call and you have a number and it or like in Pennsylvania you had a color and if they say your color like you have to go in and give a drug test you have to report to your PO like multiple times a month you have to get their permission to essentially do anything and he would constantly um drive to the shore from Pennsylvania and I was always like yo you are being so stupid because he wouldn't tell his PO because he would just wake up at like 5 a.m. He would call and if like because we're only, you know, he's only like an hour and a half to two hours away from his PO's office. It's close. So he would just call and you had to be in by like 10 or 11 a.m. And he would just call at like 5 or 6 a.m. So he would have time to get there if he had to. He His color almost never got called um, anyway. So he was like, whatever, I'll do whatever. But my thing was like, you're being so stupid doing this because it's not it's not so much like you're doing anything wrong but I would always say like if you get into a car accident they're gonna run your name and you're gonna be out of state and it's really funny that that's literally exactly what happened on teen mom and it's why you need to be so careful about breaking the fucking law when you are on probation or bail and I would bet anything that that's what happened, that they moved out of state without asking the court if it was okay. And then he's out on a fucking fugitive warrant and he was locked up for a minute. He was there for a while. Like that was not a quick little thing. I'm pretty sure he got extradited back to California and then had to be bailed out in California. Oh gosh. Ashley and Barr are just such a mess. She also posted like something about her wedding. Like it's not going to be big we're just going to have the people who've poured love into us be there. And I'm like, I don't think many people are pouring love into Ashley and Barr because I don't think they have many people that they are close to because I think they're both very, very toxic people. So I don't know. Ashley is so con- fucking confusing to me. She's so confusing to me. She, On one hand, she seems like so nice and smart and like calm, cool and collected And then I see that video of her, like, threatening to punch an 85-year-old landlord. You know? Like, I I have a really hard time reconciling, like, out-of-pocket Ashley, like, completely out-of-control Ashley with normal Ashley. It's, It's very hard for me to wrap my head around. Very hard. So, Ashley, girl, I don't know. You're hard to support. I hope Barr figures it out. I hope they're okay. I hope that baby is okay. You know, I hope that this is what you actually want. I mean, she had an IUD in, so most likely she took that IUD out to get pregnant. So, you know, good luck. Good luck, Ashley. Okay. Um, 
we did get some scenes with Leah and Jalen, but it's just them being like, we're over the fight. If we can get through that, we can get through anything. It just shows that, like, we're not perfect. And I'm like, how bad was this fight (laughs) in Costa Rica? Like, was it that bad? Because on TV, it didn't look great, but it really just looked like they were really, Leah was really drunk and picking a fight. It didn't look like it was worth talking about later. (laughs) You know, like, I was, I don't know. They go to Cheyenne's wedding. Leah's hair looks so bad. She has, like, Morticia Adams black hair. Leah, girl, mm-mm. it's just not working for you. It's not working for you. You got to change it, okay, according to me. So you don't actually have to do anything. But I think that you need to change it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Ugh. Leah, Leah, Leah. So the way that they end this episode is so bizarre they like go to commercial break they come back we see a a headline right of like Jalen cheats on Leah engagement over and she's like talking to a friend but it's clearly like a clip of her talking to a friend we're not watching the full scene then we get a scene of Cheyenne and Zach walking for him to turn himself into jail. He got something like 200 days in jail, but I believe he only did like one minute. You know how it is. Like when Khloe Kardashian did one minute in jail. Then we get a scene of Macy talking about contacting who she calls Bentley's biological father, Ryan. First of all, why does she say that? We fucking know who Ryan Edwards is, bitch. What She goes, and I contacted Bentley's biological father. Okay, why don't you just say Ryan? Like, does MTV make her say it that way? (laughs) Like, we all know who Ryan is. We've known Ryan longer than we've known Taylor, girly. Like, (laughs) Um, and after that, it says to be continued. And then we get a scene of like, from the reunion. So I, I don't understand what that means. Does that just mean for season two? Or are they going to call it an A and a B season? But like that just seems like a season finale to me. Like I'm like, okay, so you had your season finale? Like that that's what it seems like to me. I don't know. It I feel confused by that, honestly. I'm I don't really get I don't get what they're going for there. It's like you're either you're either like done with the season or you're not and if you are like you're allowed to end on a cliffhanger like that I for one hope that we are see that means that we're gonna see Ryan next season fingers crossed that MTV was like hey girly we need you to bring Ryan in (laughs) and we know Macy will agree to do things if MTV needs her to so let's hope that that is what's coming um oh the other the other yeah I cannot speak the only other noteworthy thing is that Devoin went to rehab I talked about that last week that he was saying he had gotten out of rehab so I'm really happy to hear that also Macy called him Devoin I noticed Bree girl you gotta fix it you gotta fix it you gotta call him by his name just do it I understand that that's what he told you to call him back in middle school and that that's what you've always called him and he's never said he had an issue with it. But now you know that's not how you say his name. So just start calling him by his name. Okay? Okay. Okay. That's it for this week's episode. Let's take a quick break and then I'll try and remember the questions that I was asked yesterday in an AMA. 
Okay, so I remember the first question that I got was, who do I think will be the first person to come back to Teen Mom? Um, so I think it will be, first of all, I don't really think it'll be anybody. I don't think MTV's interested in bringing back Farah. I don't think they're interested in bringing back Janelle as long as she's with David. I do think MTV would like to have a way to bring back Janelle. That's why they had her on Girls Night In. But I think as long as David is in the picture, they will not be bringing her back. I don't think they're very interested in Mackenzie McKee. Um, and did I say Farrah? I, they're definitely not going to bring. Well, I mean, I guess I brought Farrah back to Team on Family Reunion. But I also think they view bringing people back to these like side shows to be different than like bringing them back to Teen Mom. So I would be pretty shocked if they ever brought Fair back. I think the person that could come back if she wanted to like today could call up Larry and be like I want to come back to Teen Mom is Kale. I've seen people be like she wasn't asked to come on next chapter. Use your fucking brain. Use your goddamn brain. On what planet would she not be asked back? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Not a lick of sense. If Kale wants to come back, she's coming back. I am kind of wondering if she already knew she was pregnant when she decided not to come back. That would have been a good reason not to come on the show because, by the way, she still hasn't confirmed that she had a baby. And I am like 99.7% sure that she had a baby. So we'll see. I mean, it's possible that I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure she had that baby. Uh so, I mean, obviously, if she was pregnant, she wouldn't have been able to hide it that long, right? Like, she would have been filming. Eventually, it would have come out during the season uh, because the episodes come on TV. So, I do think not being on the show was a good way to hide that pregnancy and control the narrative around the pregnancy. Um, so, I'm wondering if now that she's had this baby, once she starts talking about the baby and I guess who the father of the baby is, she will want to come back on TV because she's still, her life still seems to be exactly the same as it does, as it was when she was filming. You know, she talks all about her personal life on the podcast. She's always online talking about herself and answering questions and ranting on Instagram. So I'm just not really sure like how her life has like really materially changed with not filming, except she's making less money. She's still... As she let us know in that rant, she's still getting the same amount of attention and hate that she got on the show. So you might as well like go back on the show and make the money. That's how I, I see it, at least. So I think if Kale wants to come back on the show, she'll be back on the show for sure. And I think Kale is the only one out of all of the ex-moms, <laughs> former moms, that's <laughs> the former cast of Teen Mom that could call up MTV and be like, I'm ready to come back. And they'd be like, okay, cool. We're emailing you over the contract immediately. Like they want Kale. Kale is an extremely popular teen mom. I know people don't want to hear that, but when you look at her like social media engagement and her podcast, she is absolutely the second most famous, popular, I don't know what word you want to use, uh, teen mom second to Chelsea. By the way, there's like been previews for Chelsea's show. I definitely have people ask me all the time if I'm going to watch it. And the answer is no. And not because of Chelsea necessarily. It's because like, I don't, I don't care about HGTV shows. Like I don't, I went through a period in my life where I watch a lot of HGTV, 
But as I always talk about, that was the period of time in which I like watch TV all day, like live TV. Um, HGTV is one of those channels that got cut, cut, cut for my life the minute I cut the cable, right? Like I am not interested in most of the shows on HGTV and I do not see myself going out of my way to watch Chelsea and Cole do something that they are absolutely 100% unqualified to do. That's the thing that gets me like, whatever, like I have your show. HGTV sees their Instagram likes and comments like they they know that Chelsea is popular and that's why she's getting this and like I don't begrudge her for doing the show I like if HGTV came to me and said do you want to do a show I would say yes and it's probably great to be on TV in a non-teen mom context so truly like bully for Chelsea and Cole but like why the fuck do they have this show they're not qualified to have this show it's uh, I, I don't know I don't I just don't get it I really don't get it. Um, also, I think like their styles already dated and with each passing day, it's becoming more dated. So good. I guess good luck to Chelsea and Cole. I'm curious if it will get a second season, but I will not be watching it. Okay. Another question that I got, I got a bunch of people asking me this and I'm going to try and rephrase. I don't know. It's hard because I'm like, did I say this yesterday? Did I not? Oh, God, this is so annoying. You guys are lucky that I even, uh, like, had the motivation to re-record this. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're so lucky. Yeah, everybody's so lucky that they get to listen to me just ramble. I had a bunch of people ask me if I'd be covering Megan and Harry for the Patreon. And the answer to that is no for a few reasons. One, I'm not watching that fucking docuseries. Anybody who knows me knows I do not like a docuseries in general. I am, in general, anti-docuseries. There are too many docuseries. I, in no way, shape, or form, am watching six episodes of Harry and Meghan. No, will not be me. And now I want to get into, like, the why. Um, I, okay, I've always struggled with how to talk about Harry and Meghan because I like Meghan. I first of all, I think Megan is one of the most beautiful women that's ever lived. I I know that sounds dramatic, but I genuinely think she is incredibly beautiful. I see her sometimes if I haven't seen a picture of her in a while and I like gasp a little bit because I think she is that stunningly beautiful. Like I she has so much charisma. She's so striking. She I think she's great, right? Like I really like Megan Markle. I really fucking hate Harry. I think Harry's a fucking loser and I really don't understand why she's with him. Besides that, I find the two of them to be pretty unself-aware, right? Like the two of them really lack a lot of self-awareness that I would want to see. I also like they are still monarchists. Like they are pro-monarchy. They want to be in the royal family. They want to use their titles. They want their children to be princes and princesses. So like it's hard for me to watch them talk about like how unfairly they were treated because they were treated unfairly, but that their their like end goal is not and everybody should not like there should be no royalty. <laughs> They're like, no, we still want to be treated differently than the rest of you fucking idiots. We just want to be treated the same as uh, Will and Kate, which is on one hand, a reasonable, a reasonable complaint, right? Like they want to be treated the same as the rest of their family. That's totally fine. And I agree with that. But like, how many times can I 
a person sitting in a two-bedroom condo hear them talk about that you know like I am like staunchly anti-royal I'm staunchly anti-monarchy so it's very what was me in a lot of ways but okay I need to qualify that in so many ways one I 100% believe that the British royal family is fucking racist of course it's always been racist when I also don't understand why they act like the queen had no part in this. Like she wasn't the head of the fucking Commonwealth. And like she wasn't racist herself and her and Prince Philip weren't racist as fuck. That confuses me. I don't really get it. I don't get why they named their child after her. I don't get it. I really, I don't get that. Um, the queen is bad or was bad. She's dead. So I like talking and reading about the royal family in the context of them being celebrities because the British royal family is one of the biggest celebrities in the world, right? Like that is what interests me, but I don't particularly like any of them. And that includes Harry and Meghan. Um, I really, I, Meghan was treated so unfairly by the firm. The firm is the British royal family. That's what they call it. She was, it's disgusting the way that she was treated by the press and it is disgusting the hate that she still gets. And that's why I don't really like to talk about Harry and Meghan. Because I have found that there is almost no sane, for lack of better words, places in which we can have critical conversations about Meghan um, without being either attacked for not supporting her 100% or attacked for not hating her 100%. Megan's haters are so fucking vicious and disgusting and racist and terrible that to combat that, her stands have gone so insane <laughs> that they view any criticism of Megan as like a personal attack against her. But I'm like, I'm just critical of her like I am critical of any celebrity. And that's the thing. I think Meghan and Harry are just celebrities. And for the most part, I think Meghan's really great. But I have criticisms of her that I have criticisms of all celebrities, right? Like, I I want to be able to talk about them the way that I talk about all other celebrities. But the reality is, is that you can't. And it's because her haters are so disgusting. And I don't want to put out content in which a racist, disgusting hater can be like, oh, I agree with her. I never want that to happen. And I like back when the Meghan and Harry Oprah interview came out, I found that to be really fascinating. I found the stuff they said to be really fascinating, but I also thought they were kind of talking out of both sides of their mouths about other stuff, right? Like some stuff I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe they went through that. And other stuff I was like, be fucking for real. You know, and that's how I always feel about Meghan and Harry. On one hand, I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And I think that she's a really great person. And then on the other hand, I'm like, be fucking for real. And I never want people to take my be fucking for real moments and use that to to think that I am part of the anti-Meghan insanity because I'm not and I never will be. And I just back as I was saying back when the Oprah interview happened I considered doing an episode on it but like the hatred was so intense that I was like I don't feel like I need to add my voice to this right like I don't feel that I need to publish an episode that is another critical opinion on Megan because even though I have a lot of non-critical opinions as well and a lot of positive stuff to say about her I do have a lot of critical stuff to say about her and Terry 
and Will and Kate and Camila and Charles and the Queen and all of them. And I just don't want to be part of whatever this is. And I know I could post it on Patreon and like it would be fine, right? Because I am so incredibly grateful for the way that I've built my listenership in the way that my Patreon is and that I really can like put out episodes in which I can have like so much nuance and everybody like gets it. It's why oh my god I hate when um I start like tweets of mine start to get a little bit of attention. I honestly usually either like have to lock my account or delete the tweets because I'm like I'm talking to my friends on Twitter, right? And my friends are the people that recognize that I look at topics extremely nuanced. I'm so rarely a black and white thinker that I'm always looking at things with a critical lens that I don't actually like almost any celebrities and that I'm a glass half empty type of person. Like, I feel like I've done a really, really good job of creating a circle online and a circle on my listenership that understand where I'm coming from. And these tweets will like get a little bit of attention. Like I had a Kardashian tweet blow up and then it was so mild. It was such a mild tweet and the responses to it were insane. But like before it blew up, all my friends that were engaging with it understood what I was talking about because they already understand the lens in which I'm looking at this situation. And so I do think I could put out a Patreon episode and it would be fine. But on the other hand, I just don't, know if I want to contribute my voice to this. And besides, I'm not watching that fucking docuseries. Like, I, full stop, I'm not watching that shit. I read some recaps of it. I, I just don't need to watch it. I also, like, don't care about their love story. And I actually truly, like, cannot stand people who are, like, obsessed with their own love story in general. I find that to be really off-putting. And I think that's Harry and Megan. I, I think they're obsessed with themselves. And in the way all celebrities are obsessed with themselves, right? Which is why most celebrity documentaries are not very good. (laughs) I did an episode on the Selena Gomez documentary not that long ago on Patreon, and we talked about this. Like, most celebrity documentaries are just not that good because celebrities are obsessed with themselves. And it's not that interesting to watch people be obsessed with themselves. I would love a documentary about the extreme unfairness that Megan got, about the disgusting racist bullshit that she put up with uh, about all of that but without Megan and Harry being like the main subjects of it and not like I want it to be a critical conversation on the royal family and the way in which people within the royal family are treated and the way in which the royal family treats the public like that's what I'm interested in I'm not so interested in like how H&M as they call each other love one another you know it's just like to me that's not it but I think I can see why their fans really liked it like I they got a bunch of like pictures and videos they hadn't seen like I I get why they did this um I just it's they're not they're not for me but I will tell you Twitter thinks they're for me because I've interacted with a couple of royal things. I don't know if you guys go on Twitter desktop, but on Twitter desktop, there's a what's happening bar. It is the vein of my existence. I fucking hate it. You cannot hide it. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying. I did find a client or like a thing that extension that you downloaded that hit it, but then it also hid the search bar. It was really, it wasn't functional. Uh, but It's like curated trending topics. I just want to see the fucking trending topics. Just show me the top 10 trending topics in America. I do not need to see a curated list ever, I promise. Um, But every single time I log on to Twitter, there are at least two 
two Harry and Meghan related related trending topics that are served to me. I hit not interested every single time. And the ways in which these words, because it's not even like hashtags, they like show you words. It is insane the combination of words in which I am served (laughs) this royal family stuff. Like, I'm going to open it right now and let me see what's on it. Okay, I open it. Duchess of Sussex, Dush, Duck, Duchess of Sussex, Queen Consort Camilla. I hit not interested. Then what comes up? Megan, hit not interested. Then what comes up? Hashtag Camilla is a bully. Then what, like, I'm telling you, it is over and over and over again. Frogmore, the fucking name of their house, will be on there. I'll see Lily. I'll see Archie. I'll see Doria. Like, it is impossible for me to escape this on Twitter. I do not understand. Like, I don't understand. I really don't interact with it that much on Twitter. I don't get it. I don't click on them. Like, I I do not understand. But I'm at the mercy of this Twitter, what's happening bar. And <laughs> I mean, I guess at least it thinks I'm a fan of Harry and Meghan and I'm not getting like disgusting racist stuff because those anti-Sussex people are fucking insane. But I will say like a lot of the Harry and Meghan stands are insane. Like they're insane. They're crazy. Um, And I but I feel that way about most stands. Right. And I just I just don't want to be involved in it. I'm just not interested in being involved in this mess. I like to like look at it from a critical lens that is not available on most of the internet. So I sit out. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe one day on the Patreon, I would do a Megan and Harry or British Royal family episode because I like I am very interested in them, but I just don't really see that happening anytime soon. So take with that as you will. I'm almost like, should I be worried about putting this out? But hopefully you all understand what I'm saying. Somebody I do remember left like and asked me, one of the ask me anything questions was like, are you going to do an episode on it? I really like them, but the documentary kind of made them seem like weirdos. (laughs) That really, that really made me laugh um, and kind of where I am. Okay. That's it for Megan and Harry. Okay, I also got a question about Britney Spears and what I think about like the conspiracy theories that are going on. And on my Patreon, to plug it a million times, um, I did do an episode on Britney back when those videos of her yelling at her kids came out, um, (laughs) which were not good. And so if you want to listen to that, you can go listen to that. I don't remember quite what I said, but that's there. Um, how I feel, I don't really keep up with like conspiracy theories in general. I don't like conspiracy theories. They upset me because I am really upset about like the state of misinformation in this country. Um, that was actually part of the the original episode. (laughs) I went on like a long thing about misinformation, uh, but you know, can't be replicated. So I don't keep up. Well, first of all, I don't like keep up with Britney like that, honestly. Like, I've never been a Britney stan. I like Britney, but like, I just, she doesn't do it for me as far as like, I need to keep up with every move of hers. She, I'm so not one of those people. Uh, So I don't fucking know what these conspiracies are. I know that there's one that's like, she's a clone. Like, guys, come on. Come on. If you believe that, 
I don't know how to I don't know how to help you. I just I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say if you believe that Britney Spears is a clone. But besides that, <laughs> I think that Britney is mentally ill, like uh, shocking. Right. So, OK, there's a few things going on. One, I think that Britney is not a very nice person. And I think that's understandable. Right. Like she's been abused for the last uh, her whole life. She's been abused her whole life. She's been controlled for the last 15 years for the first time in her life. She seems to have some sort of freedom and she is lashing out. Her Instagram is wild. I mean, the naked videos she's posting are a lot, honestly, like a lot, a lot. The one she posted one the other day of her in the shower that was, it looked, it was just porn, like really is what it was. Uh, if she wants to post that, fine. But I think that she's not a very nice person, and I think that that's understandable, but I do think that that's quite shocking to a lot of people because the one narrative that's been true of Britney for however many years is that Britney is nice, right? Like, Britney's so nice. Britney's so nice. I saw a post she made about a jack-in-the-box worker, and she's like, I was in my car crying, and I pulled up to the window, and the worker said it will be okay, and he doesn't fucking know me, and like went off, and it's like, Jesus Christ. So you're just rude to service workers? That That's what you do? You're rude to service workers? Okay. She even said, like, he spoke before I, I had spoken to him. Like, some shit like that. It's just gross. It's really gross. Um, But my thing is, it's like, yeah, guys, because she's mentally ill. And I'm not saying all mentally ill people are mean. But, like, Brittany is a person with a serious mental health issue that we don't know what it is. But... For the first time in many years, she is not being forced to see therapists and psychiatrists. And so my guess would be that she is probably not medicated and not getting the help that she needs. And so her behavior is very bizarre. And like, of course, she's not a very good mom, guys. How could she be? She has no role models in her life that are good parents. She then had no real freedom to learn how to become a good parent. Like, yeah, of course the boys aren't talking to her, you know, like that. that of course they aren't. Um, I don't really. Be- I know I've I've seen stuff like she's still being controlled behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't think I really believe that, honestly. Like, but once again, I don't keep up with Britney. And also, if you're a Britney stan and you want to come explain this to me, don't. I don't care. This. No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I, I do not want to hear the conspiracy theories. I just don't. I don't. I'm. There's a million other places that you can go talk to people about that don't make my Instagram comments please because I just I don't love this like everybody trying to figure out what's wrong with Britney type of thing to me what I see happening is that you have a person who is very mentally ill who was abused by mental health practitioners for the last 15 years plus and now she does not trust them so she is not getting the help she needed and it's why it's so sad that when people get like abused by mental health practitioners because then they can't get the help that they need. And it's so unfair and it's so upsetting. And she deserves to be able to trust therapists. She deserves to be able to trust psychiatrists. But I understand why she doesn't. And I think what we're seeing now is a result of somebody who was abused through the system, no longer no longer wanting to be in the system. And this is how she behaves. And I hope that one day she's able to find like uh, 
mental health people that she can trust and I hope that she can find a place in which she's happy because she doesn't seem very happy right now uh but that's kind of it I don't think she's a clone I I celebrity conspiracies so like when it comes to the Balenciaga stuff that happened I had to delete a Balenciaga tweet that got a little bit of attention because I was like, I do not want to engage with these fucking freaks. Like, the last thing I want to do is engage with these fucking freaks. But if you somehow don't know, I envy you. Basically, Balenciaga put out a photo shoot in which children were holding teddy bears that were in, like, BDSM harnesses. It was inappropriate. Full stop, right? It was bad. They pulled down the ad. The way that people have latched onto this, this is the new Save the Children, Wayfair, Getting Kidnapped at Target thing that all people have become obsessed with. This idea of like human trafficking in this like underground pedo network that's controlled by Jews because every single conspiracy theory goes back to Jewish people. Just just so you know, once you start talking about powerful people that control things, they're talking about Jews. Just just so you're aware. Um, but like people have gone off the deep end with this. You can't say anything on TikTok without people being in your comments being like, so what about Balenciaga? Why aren't you talking about Balenciaga? And it's like, what's there to fucking say? It was a bad ad. I'm glad they took it down. I personally don't think it was like that bad. Like it was bad. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, oh, okay, that's bad. People are like, but what about this? And I'm like, I don't. I don't care. It was a misfire. Like, it was stupid. What am I supposed to do about it? I'm going to stop buying Balenciaga, guys. Guys, I'm not going to buy Balenciaga anymore. I promise. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you guys. Guess what? The fashion industry is inherently abusive. And guess what? Many children are abused in the fashion industry. But it's not those little kids that are in pictures. Like, that those well maybe those kids are being abused but you know who's being abused it's not through sex trafficking the way that these fucking freaks are saying it's through sex trafficking it's through model agencies going into undeveloped nations um and undeveloped nations is not correct developing nations <laughs> definitely not undeveloped that's fucked up to say i feel like developing nations is also kind of fucked up to say do we have a new do we have a new word for that yet because I, I don't like that one either. But they go into poor countries and they find girls, teen girls, 13, 14, 15. They bring them to different countries in which they do not speak the language. They essentially make them indentured servants because the agency is paying for everything. And then they have to pay back the agency, agency through their work costs and they never can get ahead. And they have them working with fucking disgusting creeps and predators and a lot of these girls get forced to pose nude underage they get assaulted like these are the problems in the fashion industry not like an underground international run by jews sex trafficking ring like these QAnon fucking freaks talk about and i don't know if you guys have seen this but this has also been really upsetting to me um that dancer entertainer twitch who uh died by suicide last week which is incredibly sad it's so fucking sad um you know tiktok was like 
feeding me his videos after he had died and I was like oh my god like he seems so happy in these and it's just a reminder that like you truly know nothing about anybody right um but I'm seeing people be like it just doesn't make sense this is not right wake up people and now people are blaming Ellen DeGeneres because Anne Heche also died and these are two people that had interactions with Ellen what the fuck Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell, who's somebody that I've been following online for many a year. I used to love to look at Ask Row, her little, her blog that she had uh, when Rosie was on The View. I watched every fucking day. I was a real view head that year. I, I have a very like fascinated relationship with Rosie. She's not a good person in many ways, many, many ways. And actually in her own ways, she has spread conspiracy theories because that bitch used to plug the YouTube documentary Loose Change because she was absolutely 9-11 truther. She'd be on The View being like, I don't know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Everyone go watch Loose Change. <laughs> like, <laughs> She was a full stop 9-11 truther on live TV every day. That That's really wild to me. But she has been like, she'll like see a video about people talking about Twitch and then like in the comments we'll be like, that's sus. And she's like, video replying to these random fucking people and I'm like go off Rosie being like shut the fuck up you don't know what the fuck you're talking about there is no underground like people that are murdering people in Hollywood like she's just she's going off and I love it and I really appreciate her using her voice this way oh my god speaking of Balenciaga (laughs) uh Rosie watched the Casey Anthony documentary and was just like on on her uh TikTok being like being like sorry guys I just think she's innocent (laughs) people first of all we're like why aren't you talking about Balenciaga (laughs) it's like because we're talking about Casey Anthony okay um (laughs) what's Rosie gonna do stop buying Balenciaga yeah come on guys use your brain uh Molly McAleer was also posting about Casey Anthony and (laughs) was getting a lot of Balenciaga comments is so funny but watching people lose their minds (laughs) to Rosie supporting Casey Anthony was so funny to me because I'm like yeah this is who Rosie is she watched Loose Change and became a 9-11 truther she watched a Casey Anthony documentary and believed everything that Casey said it was so funny I like I don't care the I'm looking forward to doing a Casey Anthony episode because the intense hate that people have for her is so interesting to me because like she's a bad person for sure. And to me, it doesn't really matter if she killed Kaylee or not because her behavior after the fact was so inexcusable, right? Like, it doesn't matter that much to me how Kaylee died. Like, her behavior around Kaylee dying is absolutely not okay. Uh, But the way that people act like Casey is truly the devil herself and is murdering people every day is really interesting to me. Um, So yeah, I'm doing an episode on that you should watch a peacock series it's I don't know she's I like watching liars I do it's like I found Nancy Salzman on the vow season two so interesting because I like to have eyes on people doing nutty things okay uh I'm gonna oh my god I I cannot believe I've like popped out an hour episode 
I'm actually feeling really proud of myself, okay? Because <laughs> it's Sunday morning. I woke up late. I saw that I had a 1,800 fucking messages about this episode being fucked up. And I was going to, my instinct was to be like, nope, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Uh, but I did it. And I'm feeling proud of myself about that. Uh, so I'm going to wrap it up with some Sister Wives talk. Uh, not deep, deep stuff because I charge for that. Patreon.com slash Liz Explains. This is a real Patreon heavy episode. <laughs> uh, sorry, but also not sorry because I've been doing feathers in my hair free for seven years. Seven years, I think. Come January, six or seven years. I started in 2017. So I think that six, I can't, I don't know. I can't do fucking math. I'm really stupid, but I've been doing it for a long fucking time for free, basically every fucking week of my life. And yes, I run ads, but I'll tell you those ads for me make about $150 like for an ad. Like I make almost no money. I don't make any money on the solid listen Patreon. Like I feathers, my hair is a free venture and doing this Patreon has truly changed my life. It has allowed me to pay for grad school out of pocket. It's allowed me to save money for the first time in my life. I'm hopefully going to be able to buy a home in the next year. Uh, probably like at beginning of 2024 would be my goal to buy a home. Um, so because of Patreon and I am so grateful to everybody who subscribes over there and I don't mind plugging it here because I have done, I don't know, 500 hours of free labor, labor over here, <laughs> which I do because I like it and I don't, I'm, I don't want to seem like bitter because I'm not, if I didn't want to do this podcast, I wouldn't do this podcast, but I also, I don't want feathers to ever feel like an ad for Patreon. And I think I am pretty conscious about not doing that in general because there are some podcasts I listen to that like once I get a Patreon, it's like the free feed fucking sucks. And I hope that's not the case ever for feathers. But I will say like, yeah, I'm plugging that shit because I've been doing this for free for a really, really long time. Okay. Sister wives. People have like, oh my God, you have to talk about Janelle and Mary both leaving Cody. So I have not watched the new episode of Sister Wives yet that comes out today. But here's the thing. I'm not so sure Mary and Janelle are no longer with Cody. I'm a little confused because this is the wording that Cody used to talk about Janelle. I'm divorced from Christine and I'm separated from Janelle. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? You were not legally married to either one of them. I'm, if you and Christine want to use the word divorce to describe themselves, that's totally fine to me, right? Like they weren't married, but who cares? They were spiritually married, whatever. My thing is, what the fuck is the difference between a divorce and a separation if you were never legally married? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. You use separation like in the context of like, we, I am no longer with my spouse but we are not legally divorced yet. Like that is the way that you use separation. Maybe you're not going to get legally divorced. Maybe you're not sure. Maybe you just have to wait for whatever reason. That's when you say separated. And we all understand that that is the difference between separation and divorce. So does that mean that he and Janelle are working on things? 
Because Cody and Janelle have separated in the past and then got back together. She just like didn't move with the family and they conceived another child during this period. So I don't really know what they mean by separated. Like, does that mean Janelle's totally out of his life? I hope that's what that means. But I think that Janelle loves Cody, which is wild to me. When she says in one of these episodes, like, you're my best friend. You're the person I want to tell everything to. I'm like, wow, that's sad. (laughs) That's really sad to me. (laughs) That's really upsetting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I hope that it means that they're no longer together at all. I'm just hesitant. Now, Mary. Basically, the clip we see is Cody being like, fuck that bitch. I'm not with her. But Cody has been saying that for five plus years at this point. The one-on-one interviewer, whose name I can never remember, um, asks Mary, are you still with Cody? And she's like, well, you heard what he said. You heard it. And so Mary still won't say that she's not with Cody. So in my opinion, Cody and Mary haven't been together for a long time. So what's the difference? You know, like to me... Mary and Cody are not together until Mary and Cody are together until Mary is like, I am no longer with Cody. I am no longer a sister wife. Like that to me is when I will believe that this is true. (laughs) Until then, I am unsure of all of this. I do think that Cody is over the moon to be with just Robin. I've seen a lot of people say and ask if I think that he will get a second wife. I do not personally. I think that Cody is old. I mean, he's not that old, but like Cody's tired. He's a man in his mid fifties. He doesn't want to have any more kids. He, he doesn't want to be plurally married and he hasn't since he fell in love with Robin. And I talk extensively about this in my sister wives episodes that it's very clear to me that Cody was never in love with any of his wives or at least never deeply in love. I believe he loved Mary I believed he loved Janelle. I don't know. Now he says he never loved Christine, but that might just be revision revisionist history. I believe he loved them, but he had never been in love the way he was in love with Robin. Never, never. And I think once he discovered that with Robin, he was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't want to be in a plural marriage anymore and has spent the last 12 years pushing everybody out. And now he's done it. And I do not see him taking on a sister wife. I could actually see Robin pushing for them to get a sister wife because I don't think Robin wants to be a solo wife. I really don't. And I know people don't believe that, but I I believe that to be true. That's another thing about me and Sister Wives is that I'm not a Robin hater the way a lot of people are. I hate all of them equally. Robin has so many flaws and so many things to criticize, but I also think all of them do, basically. Um, And I just don't, I don't think it's, I don't see how people watch this show and only blame Robin for stuff because they're all so fucked up. They're all so, 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 so fucked up. Um, and I think that Robin wants to be a sister wife. I think she just wants to be the favorite sister wife, you know, and there's a difference between being the favorite sister wife and being the solo wife. So I'm definitely curious. I think the show has like eight more seasons left in it. I've seen people be like, so they're going to end it now, right? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're out of your fucking mind. (laughs) We're getting so many more seasons. Are you crazy? Season 17 of Sister Rise is one of the best seasons of reality TV to ever exist, and I'm putting that on record. So 
mazel to you, TLC, for putting out a banging season of Sister Wives. It was so fun. If you are not a Sister Wives head, just turn it on. Just watch. You don't need a lot of context for it. Okay, that's it for this week. I apologize for the delay. Um, I love you all. Patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I will be on next week. I was supposed to actually record. You know what? It's really good. You guys are really lucky because I was supposed to record this way in advance and be in Virginia today, but my best friend got COVID, so I didn't go. Uh, so, I mean, good thing I was able to re-record this, right? Uh, I will be putting out an episode next week. That will be Christmas. There will be an episode on Christmas morning and then no episode or on New Year's Day. So I hope you all have a nice Christmas Eve. Hanukkah starts tonight. If you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah. Um, yeah. Okay. I will talk to everybody again soon. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.